Hey everyone, welcome to the Thunk Tank Podcast. I'm currently editing this episode together up in a hotel room in uh, Massachusetts. It's nice up here. Weed happens to be legal up here in Massachusetts now. I mean, I'm not saying anything about my usage of it or not. I'm just saying an independent fact that it's legal here. Um, And perfect uh, opportunity for me to edit this episode of the Orville together. So if you're a fan of the show, I think you'll like this episode. If you're not a fan of the show, it might go a little bit over your head. But maybe you might just be convinced to watch it. It's a great show. Joe and I and Johnny all agree that it might be one of the better shows we've seen in a long time. It's really, really fucking good. Especially if you like Star Trek, like that kind of vibe, you'll definitely like this show. And if I'm speaking to an Orville fan, then fuck yeah. Uh, If you like the podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash thunktankpodcast. We would love your support. We want to keep this podcast going and keep it growing. Or just uh, share it with someone and like, share, and subscribe, as we always say. I think that about does it. Enjoy the episode. Attention, humans. This is a Thunk Tank. Please insert this podcast directly into your nearest orifice for viewing pleasure. Okay, you ready? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Thunk Tank. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Welcome, come into our, come into our Thunk Tank. Luke, don't switch to the other peanuts. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Come in the tank. We're thinking. And we're thinking. <laughs> and we're thunked. And we're thunked. Oh my god, I'm probably more beer than man if we go far enough back at this point. Welcome to the Thunkle Funkles, my Can we try this again? Welcome to this episode about the Orville. I feel like uh, not a lot of people watch it. Uh, can I just that's say... Great, that's a great start. Can I just <laughs> say one very important thing before we begin? I fucking love the Orville, dude. Yeah. I think it's the... After season two, it's the best show on TV. It's probably the most underrated show on TV, at least. Season one it's got so some good. pretty bad reviews, actually. Yeah, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it had like 38%, and then season two had 100%, Yeah, which is quite but i don't think swing. that's quite accurate because like season one may not have been as smooth and like they didn't find their voice like they did <laughs> yeah you want to hit stop on that was that a technical failure what just happened there i think it's a commercial <laughs> it's just a youtube we have a sponsor ad. now no oh i don't hear anything are you playing audio yeah, not anymore. Yeah, we're, no. we're, we're, we're now live. officially we're on the live cast. So, yeah, right, let's try that again. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I didn't think season one was a 30 and season two was 100. I thought season no, those, one was an 80 and those, season two was 100. Those percentages are just based on positive reviews. So that means that 38 out of 100 critics gave it a Rotten Tomato. And season two, all the critics gave it a positive review. No, it would mean that... Um, 60, 62 gave it a rotten tomato 
Uh, in season one, yeah. Yeah, you said 38 gave it a rotten. It's been a long day, man. Um, we're, we're coming off a long day. So if you don't watch the Orville, I don't think you'll you'll um, fully enjoy this episode, but but I don't think you'll... <laughs> Why is is it working? To... Yeah, it is. That's what we just did this? on our end, though. <laughs> oh, you couldn't hear that? I thought you could hear it. Well, I should just do it then, because we can all hear this. That's <laughs> yes, fair. Um... Well, let's start with just identifying what it is. So if you have seen the Orville, then you know exactly what we're talking about. But if you haven't, very briefly, it's a show on Fox, uh, produced, starred in, as far as I know, I guess written by Seth MacFarlane. And I think it's it, it's really interesting because when I first heard about this show, that it was going to happen, it's only done two seasons so far. My initial reaction was, well, this sounds like a dumpster fire that's about to happen. It how could, can it you could possibly? Have been a piece of shit. How yeah. can how can you possibly fu- pull this off? And the answer is, I think Seth MacFarlane. That's how you pull it off. And it's, ironically, it's different than other stuff he's done, which has been like ridiculous comedy, like yeah. the movie Ted or yeah, Family, Family Guy, Guy or yeah. um, American Dad. Yeah, he he calls it. Uh, but, or, but he can, he can go to Fox and say, "Hey, I want to do this," and they're like, "They trust him, right?" Okay. Even if they lose money on it, they still it's just to make him happy. It's worth it for the rerun money they make off Family Guy. Yeah, you know he's got I mean? the name recognition, the syndication money. Yeah, sure, we'll give you some new sci-fi thing you want to do. Oh, it's actually good. Okay, you get another season. Yeah, and again, it is a sci-fi series, but I don't know, Johnny. I, I'm curious how you would describe it because to to me, it's almost it, it feels like Seth MacFarlane's 21st century take on Star Trek Next Generation. And I know yes. you're, you're a much bigger... I mean, I love Star Trek Next Generation, but you're such a huge fan of it. So I'm just curious what you, how you would... His dis- dog is named Worf. Yeah, exactly. I how do would have you, a dog How would you describe Worf. the Orville in... Not, not necessarily comparison, but thinking about what I think he's really doing, which is sort of carrying on the legacy of uh, a series like that. Or uh, giving his take on it. Yeah. 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 What, no, what do you I think because Star I Trek think still exists right now, currently, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think that's exactly right. What Joe's saying, it's that because uh, because even Next Generation it had the same kind of tone of highfalutin morality type stuff, but it's hard to explain. But it really is. It's a it's an updated version in a lot of ways too, because it's for a more updated audience. You know, in the way that. Next Generation came out in 87, and it was kind of a dramatic show. Uh, shows you either had sitcoms or you had dramas. Mm. That was like it in the 80s, I think. Or I guess romances, too, and the crime stuff, but whatever. But those are the two big things it could have been, and his is leaning more towards comedy because that's just how we've gone, you know? People get their politics, political point of views from their comedians, you know, not their politicians now. Especially as reality kind gets of, so weird, comedy is yeah, where so the it, truth is. It, I do think it's a much more, not maybe not updated, but relevant version of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. You uh, kind of have to be funny in this time and place, maybe. Or it's the same reason John Oliver is so popular because he gives you like brutal, hard-hitting journalism that you don't want to hear, but he throws in funny jokes and bits literally yeah. every other sentence at, so he can keep you along, just to keep the plate spinning. I think I heard. Attention. I think I heard Seth MacFarlane actually describe the series as a dramedy, which yeah, a I, science I think, fiction comedy drama. Yeah, because it it is, and you can tell that in season one, especially. I think you mentioned at the beginning, Luke, how it's really trying to like find its uh its footing and its pacing in season one i think part of that is it trying to decide or just find its way in terms of how much does it lean more towards a comedy versus a drama and 
you, you sort of get both uh, leanings, I think, in season one. And then by season two, and there's some great episodes in season one, but season two, it just becomes a much more consistent uh, tone throughout, I think. I think in season one, they were using comedy more than yeah, season definitely. two. Yeah, definitely. Because they were, they were like definitely consciously trying to include comedy. I saw an interview where um, uh, <laughs> this is a, this is how Seth MacFarlane worded it. Um, uh, he said, "I was trying to make an aggressive casualization of life on a spaceship, uh, meaning like yeah. the story in each episode involves something spaceship-like, and like they're on a mission to go to this star and rescue yeah. these people, whatever. These grand schemes, but or yet whatever. so yeah. much of the show is about the day-to-day nitty-gritty things of yeah. like, what do you do when you go to the rec room and grab beer with the rest of the crew, you yeah. know?" Or yeah, like I just, birthday I just parties heard him say, like that. Yeah, the day-to-day. I just heard him say in an interview from uh, first season, promoting the first season, that uh, he, he was like, it's sci-fi rooted in, try, with the most mundane things to try to root it into real life. Yeah. That's how he described it. And the characters have yeah. flaws. They're not like these, like, four. So the show, yeah. let's try to keep it somewhat relevant, because I know a lot of people will probably listen to this and not really know the show. Yeah. And it's not the kind of show where if you have spoilers, it'll be ruined. It's not like Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, I can't believe they killed off Seth MacFarlane in the first episode. Though. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, the thing. first yeah. episode. Yeah, I thought he'd make it yeah. at least till uh, Ned Stark did. But so it's <laughs> there. There's a ridiculous element to it. Like, Elephants. I mean, the show, the tone of the show, like because yeah. some of the things are just like, like so they they basically mirror characters of Star Trek. Like Bordis is yeah. Worf. Yeah. And then um, there's a robot like artificial intelligence named Isaac, who's actually v- quite different from Data from Star Trek. I feel like. But it's fulfilling that same role. He's yeah. similar in a lot of ways, though. He's trying to understand what it means to be human. Data came from it from this, you know, genuinely curious, like altruistic point of view. Uh, um, Isaac just comes from it from a brutal. I need to gather data point of Terminator. view. Terminator. Yeah. The, the 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 they're not the Federation. What are they in this? The Union. The, the planetary union. union, I think. Yeah, the planet. Yeah, the the Union. I'm not um, planetary. That the. the Interplanetary. Interplanetary. <laughs> Sounds plausible. <laughs> I don't actually know. I don't work um, here. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, Johnny got oh, drunk oh, and saw Spider Man today, folks. Yeah. So he's gonna be he's gonna be on the slower gear. <laughs> yeah. One of my one, one of my it's favorite favorite moments was there's a scene where they're uh it's like a really probably the most high intensity episode of the series so far oh it's, the one with don Cheadle. yeah it's really dramatic and at one point they're all locked Liam in Nielsen? this giant room and this one character <laughs> comes running back and they say where did you come from that's goes, an intense episode that's a very intense episode but then he says oh i was just in the pee corner and <laughs> it, like in the middle of all this tension and they just kind of they go, inject what? humor into the most goes, serious things he yeah. goes yeah you know you want to get there first you don't want to get there after everyone else has yeah it, mark it, mark the pee corner it's true it you, yeah that's that's an actual real because once concern. you pee in one corner and everyone figures it out yeah only an asshole goes and makes a second exactly corner, a, a second pee corner yeah. we only have four corners once the pee corner has been established unless you're in a right. room then you're fine that's a necessity starting your own in protest is is Descent. psychotic and antisocial because now half <laughs> of our corners are pee corners Right, and that's not a good ratio of and, and this corner is to a character named Gordon, and he fits the role of like he's one of the best pilots in the whole like Union military Starfleet. Yeah, yet he's 
he's he's really thick. He's really dense. You know, like he just. I doesn't do love get in the dense. pilot though. Yeah. They're flying out to the ship, and he's like, he's he, the captain's all nervous because he's firing hiring his disgraced buddy Gordon to be the pilot. He's like, what is that? A beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking a beer. I'm real nervous. Yeah, <laughs> it's nine fifteen in the morning. He goes, it's one beer. Chill. Yeah, and he like, we'll give him the beer, and that like describe that, that like sets he, up their relationship. Yeah. Is there like a little too close? Yeah, like how could he possibly be position? above him on the chain of command if they're that close friends? Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like, and he's been a pilot that got in trouble in the past for like sketchy behavior. So he shows up to the new gig that's like a shock that he's even that Captain Mercer, this is uh, Seth MacFarlane, yeah. asked for his best friend to be the pilot. And he shows up drinking a beer. He's like, it's one beer. Like, yeah. whatever. At it's nine one in the morning. Yeah. At nine in the morning. Yeah, it wasn't so like So what's your APM favorite episode? Thing. Let's jump right in. Favorite episode. Favorite uh, episode. Mine is probably the one where... I know yours. You know mine, don't you? Yeah. Well, can you tell I mean, me what it fla- is? It's the Flatland one. No, it's not the Flatland one. That it's, was a good one, though. It's the one where Isaac uh, dates what's her name. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Really and she that's amazing. That has a and lot the, of like autism, and then, like and then he tries um, to dump her commentary. You know <laughs> what? Like they're always they're always doing something specific oh. in their world, yeah. but it ties to something in our world. Well, Isaac's like inability to actually feel, quote unquote, is it really reveals and sort of exposes what are actual human emotions. It shows As you it, how that are, you're, you're not an Isaac. You well, know? what are and the you found, understand why? What are the how. foundations of them? What are the reasons for them? It starts to make you really speculate on that. And I like how the I, I just like the the flow of that episode and how it sort of culminates in yes, he he actually can feel. It's just in a different way. Yeah, which is so the doctor on this ship starts to date the robot. Yeah, and and then they make it like, to the simulator. I, I don't know how this is going to work. Blah blah blah. This is like a humanoid-looking robot. It, it even has eyes, but it doesn't use them. They're orbs. They're just like of eyes, orbs yeah. of light, you know. But yeah. he doesn't look out of them because he's just using sensors to see the world robot right. style. They're just a- aesthetic. And he's just like hyper logical. Like oh, as an example, style? they try to teach the robot how to how to do a prank. Oh yeah, and That's the a robot's great prank was to cut off someone's leg. And be like, haha, like now you have no and leg. Hide it. No, he cuts the leg off and hides it. <laughs> yeah, he hides it. Where's my leg? I've and hidden it. Yeah. That is the challenge. Of course, it's 400 years <laughs> in the future, so they could just grow and grow him another leg real quick. Yeah. He says something like, uh, considering the importance of the item to you, the most humorous path was to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's the coldly logical way of making a practical joke. And it's actually pretty funny. Well, yeah, but yeah and, you can Gord- just grow another one. And Gordon admitted that at the end, he's like, it was actually pretty freaking funny. Yeah. You know? Do you think Isaac kind of calculated that he could grow another one, or he just thought, prank, you have no leg now? That's a good question, right? <laughs> yeah, he might not have thought too deeply into it's, it. It's definitely a good question. Uh, so what's your favorite episode, Luke? So I'm torn. I My favorite event is the idea that um, the Bordis character, the Worf, the, 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 uh, this version of Worf, mm-hmm. He's from a planet called Mocklin. Oh yeah, and these these or guys, Mockless. it's a he's planet a Mock, entirely. He's a Mocklin from Mocklis. Yes, yes, he's a Mocklin from Mocklis. Yeah, uh, show me. some respect. God <laughs> damn it, Luke! You this is a, a military planet that's listeners. like big in weapons productions and all that, and it's a planet entirely of males because any female that's born gets a sex change immediately. Yeah, just to give the the vibe. They're the <clears throat> hyper logical and like strong and duty driven people. Yeah. Um. And 
my I knew you would love the transgender episode. I called it. <laughs> I was like, that's how we're going to get Luke. I was booked. like, Luke's going to love this episode. <laughs> it, and they threw it so in episode two or three, I think. It was right, right at the yeah. beginning. It yeah. It was one of the first episodes. They throw episodes. a real sticky wicket right at you. I don't know what that actually means, that phrase. That sticky wicket. I think it's applicable. Okay. So, yeah. by the way, something about these Mocklins is they urinate once a year, and it's like a ceremonial Oh, the Kaloja. 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 Yeah. They pee off a cliff. Kaloja. Yeah, yeah they pee once a year. <laughs> but my favorite um, scene and episode was this one where they have a baby, and it's a female, and there's this big debate about, like, well, Mocklin law says you must get the sex change and make it a male. And then this character, Bordis, didn't want to do that, and they were going back to the home planet um, for some kind of a... Trial, trial or yeah. whatever hearing or whatever and, it is yeah. um, uh, the captain of the Oroville Seth McFarlane was trying to help this guy Worf out Worf was trying Worf. to help this guy Bordis out Worf and then Bordis as he's leaving says this quote he quotes a great Mocklin writer and goes between soul and sacrifice beats the heart of civilization and then they look at him they go wow and he goes it is customary to return with a quote from your own history like give me give me give me a quote from your favorite author and the captain and his ex-wife look at each other they're like uh like <laughs> we don't read books if yeah. that's and then they go <clears throat> they they do the uh, I'm a survivor <laughs> I'll keep going you know I, I don't know, the Destiny's Child song yeah you know I'm a survivor da, 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 da. <laughs> like, I don't know I don't know that song and then, keep going and then Bordis Bordis goes <laughs> a little bit longer Luke. Bordis goes that is very nice or something. And yeah. who wrote who wrote those words? And they go, a few people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they throw in so many uh, kind of just random uh, pop culture references to to present day Earth. Even though technically Bordis, they're four hundred years in the future, they have like no memory of our time right now. You know, well, I mean, or hey, any we, of know, the we know this then. asshole <laughs> who runs around playing fucking baroque trumpet, and that shit hasn't been relevant in four hundred years. But he could probably tell you way too much about it. Yeah, you know, so that's no different than a guy in the Orville being obsessed with Billy Joel or something. No, I know. It's, it's, like for me to listen to Bach all the time or something is 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 like them listening to Billy Joel. Totally. But yeah, um, Billy Joel and Bach, same thing. But when they think back, yeah, way to, like, to change tech- my metaphor slightly just to steal it. But go ahead, Luke. Continue no, I just added point. the word Bach, and now I made it sound better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. what Johnny said. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's totally true. Take a quick nap, guys. Especially with it, Johnny's done. (laughs) Johnny Genie is out. (laughs) What beer are we drinking? Let's just take a little detour there. I'll rally. I'll boot and rally. Don't you worry. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) I'll do whatever I have. Do you want to just do a drunk tank instead? No. Oh uh, uh, oh, man, my words are bad today too. (laughs) This is like the slowest episode we've ever done. It's humid. That's the thing. It's been humid. It's the humidity. Wait, what was your favorite episode, Johnny? Oh, I thought I could get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was the Flatland um, one. It's though. the one where they're on the ship <laughs> and they go all the way to the other planet and then they get to the other planet and things are not quite as it appears to seem to appear to everybody. So then they go down to the planet. And oh, they man, think, am oh, I on we'll a Long Island bagel store? And before you know it, they the lost the, one of their guys, and then they got to get the guy, and then they get the guy, and then they find the other guy, and they help him, because it turns out he just needed some help. Now they're all friends, and then they leave the planet. Charlie Theron was, was there, one. too. Oh, yeah. That was she good. was in it for a little bit. No, that one was good. <laughs> and any of the time travel ones are, are great. Oh, they do a really good job they with, time, with time, travel. time travel. They end with the time travel vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah, the time travel. That whole are, are like two-parter good. at the end of season two. 
Uh, I really enjoyed. It. I think that's what made it like okay. You're you're doing real sci-fi. They always did. Even the first episode was real sci had real sci-fi in it, and uh, the whole first season. But I I thought theat it was good theatrical sci-fi. I, I think it sets up season three pretty well. Oh, I'm so um, psyched that they got renewed for season three. Yeah, I totally called Isaac's people murdering everybody. Like episode one oh, yeah. or two. Yeah, so based on yeah. demeanor, I said Kalons, to somebody, right? the Kalons, he's yeah. Gonna, but I like how that I like how that becomes a, a part of the plot too, because I hate shows where they just something happens where they realize, oh, these robot people are Terminators and they attacked us. Great, we'll go on to the next episode. No, that informs the rest of that season where right they, they start, need the Mocklins. Right? Yeah, they need the uh, they who, need the, the weapon krill. producing Mocklins. The they Avis. need the krill. Yeah, the yeah, krill who worship also. Avis. <laughs> and Gordon just goes, "Why do they worship a t- uh, a car uh, rental company from the twentieth century?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so it's funny. Like it's I love the, the idea that God. in the next four hundred years, think about how many companies are left from four hundred years ago to now. Dutch East uh, India trade. Avis will be one of them. <laughs> it might. <laughs> Because Gordon isn't, we don't like know. you said, he's kind of dense. He's not that worldly. And he knows immediately, oh, Avis, the car rental place? It might exist. for. They might get into renting you know, UFOs or something in another 100 years. Let's just assume. I love that he called them the krill, too. They are the krill. The, the krill are tiny little fish guys that whales eat. Oh, I thought you meant Gordon. Yeah. But Actually, the, the krill kind of look like krill. Like They're kind of just like these like crayfish-looking things, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I also crawl, da- crawl daddy, motherfuckers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I also like crawfish. Sorry. how the Sorry. cultures all, all really, they represent aspects of, I mean, you could say humanity, but just sort of it maps culture. On. Yeah, because you can look at the krill and they're sort of this they're they're like the other extreme. They're the further extreme of the Mocklins. Like the Mocklins are very dutiful and harsh. They come from a hard climate. They piss once a year. They're ready to war. They're the weapons manufacturers. They can eat anything. Yeah, they can eat anything. Yeah, they just they eat, don't like, accept women in their society. <laughs> but they're not conquering the galaxy. But the funny part is they're Where's a bunch the of males arm? that bang each other. Yeah, which is not Why something is we funny? we see as masculine, right? To be Why masculine. Why don't you see that as masculine, Luke? What's wrong? I'm saying our culture, right? What's more masculine than than so what being I lo- able to? Anyone could oh, any any guy in reasonable. Johnny, oh, this, this is not the SJW sentence. episode. Any guy in decent <laughs> shape could probably overpower a woman, but to really overpower and dominate another man—that is manly as fuck. Wow, that was a hell of a sentence. Yeah, I, I guess we are right? in the SJW there episode. Was a whole, there was a whole Jesus. episode where Bordis gets addicted what? to porn, except porn in their time is simulation um, porn. Oh my god, I love Bordis' which is sex like, lagoon. You walk into this room on the spaceship and oh that's what i want to talk about it's basically like it makes it feel like you're really there you know that's what's terrifying about it but think mm. about if you could load up a porn program into a simulator yeah that would be that would be a next level Wait, porn Johnny, experience that was my question because me and luke were having this uh discussion the other day that m- my understanding of how the simulator works is that it's actually there's actual real molecules and it's just yeah. sort of constructing them so when they're you photo generated. No, but they're really there because like you're being floated on a bed and then when the bed disappears you fall to the ground. I'm more concerned with, with, with how the banging works because are you, what are you inserting into? Like the molecules a that light are there. based a light based thing. The, like a surfacey feel of a vagina? Or, they, yeah, or, they figure or out how to make photon based vagina. Where, where do you think they stick their dicks when they mate Mocklins? Ah. Uh, 
Uh, I don't. Who says they even have penises? Just I don't know. They're males. I love when they have. got in the fight. He's like, "I am your husband. I need intimacy." And yeah. Bordas is like, "I wish to start the lovemaking." I wish to start the lovemaking. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's the yeah the, the sexual ritual. Or yeah, something. yeah. I forget what it's, it is. I desire to to conduct the sexual ritual with you, Bordas. Like they're oh, just when very. Bordas gets addicted to the the porn addiction. Yeah. Might be my favorite one. Though. That's a great yeah. episode. It's such a modern problem. That's not. E- it's like a that 90s was, problem. Could you imagine if we well, had sex simulators? 2000s how much, problem. How much more of Where a if you downloaded porn, your computer would get a virus? S- like Star that. Trek Next Generation did a hollow... It was a, a hollow addiction episode. Where, uh, but they, man, they uh, didn't uh, have Lieutenant internet Barclay, porn yet. Barclay was this nerdy, stuttering uh, engineer who got addicted to... A, uh, he, he made a uh, simulation of all of his uh, shipmates. Cool. Yeah. And so that was the big no-no, is you're not supposed to simulate real people. Like It's okay if I make a fake girl and I hook up with her, but if I have a simulated Luke that looks and talks and acts like Luke that I bang in the simulator, that's considered a no-no. Well, not, like, like uh, because like okay, and they send you to the counselor. Isn't that weird? You know? Like, t- if I exist here, but you're secretly collected, like my data, so that you right. can bang the the the. If I go into the simulator and I'm the Pharaoh genie over all of you, and I'm constantly torturing you guys and beating you up and sexually assaulting you or whatever, they're like, yeah, it's not cool. It's so, like every podcast I, I like we look down, we realize we're chained to the chair. We're like, oh shit, and you're like, talk more, another episode. Don't think you can. <laughs> but, but they, I think they did a better job in the Orville. They got the self destructiveness <laughs> of the addiction part of it. Oh, it's all about self-destruction. Bordas had so yeah. many chances to try to make things yeah. better or and even just to hide to, yeah. it better or to cover his tracks, and he just couldn't just But it becomes, couldn't it becomes stop the self-destruction. Oh, and tell the behavior. people what happens when uh, people in the Mocklin culture get divorced. Oh, no, it ends. <laughs> the, the person uh, wanting the divorce stabs the other person in the chest. <laughs> well, it, you kill the other person. Yeah. Can you imagine if that's how it worked <laughs> on Earth? If, if, if you, oh, my if God. You, just, you could get married. It'd, it'd be a lot more dead There'd be people. a lot less marriages if when you got there married, it said it, part of the vows was, you know, until to having to hold for blah, 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 unless they get sick of you and murder you. <laughs> until murder sleep. do us part. Yeah. And then you you reserve that, that right. That was immunity like, for Fuck murder. this asshole. Yeah, right. I'm tired of them using the credit cards all the time. I'm going to murder them tonight after they go to sleep. And, and that's and allowed. Legally, that's fine. And yeah. it's totally legal. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. So murdering a random person, no good. You go to yeah. jail for life, death penalty, yeah. whatever the laws yeah. are. But if you murder someone you're married to, they consider that a legal version of murder. That means you divorce them. That's what divorce because that's, is. That's the first thing. People would be a lot more careful about getting married. They stab you Bordas. better trust that person's not going to murder you. That's true. They stab, or Bordas's husband stabs him in the chest, and they're able to save Bordas. And the first thing he says, though, when he wakes up again, is he goes, What happens? And they say, Oh, Clyden like, tried to kill you, your husband. He stabbed you in the chest. And he goes, he goes. Oh, you should he have was, left me. Dead, he was trying right? to divorce me. Like you shouldn't have brought me back. Yeah, because he knows he deserves it. Because Bordis, no matter what he might be, how he might be changing on the Orville away from his culture. Yeah, he's still like very dutiful to certain aspects of his culture. Yeah, he honors them. You know. But that's why. That's what I. I, I love about sort of what that you know, really reveals when it touches upon these themes of sort of honor or oaths, right? Or just sort of you cultural see different norms. expressions of how to yeah. do that. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's really cool how they they explore that in such sort of just crazy detail. Like where, when should you not you, follow you have order? To set that, yeah, you have to set that up in order. And they think it's crazy. Like the people, other people on the Orville, they say, oh, that's That's nuts. an insane policy. Right. How do you live by that, right? right? But Yet that, 
well, how that, many orders did did Captain Mercer get well, and this, that he ignored? These are the judgments you have to make, right? But the thing with Bordis is interesting too because he also that reveals sort of I Bordis I think is one of the more underrated interesting intellectual characters he's my favorite character he has, he's he has, so bitchy he has one of the best yeah he's a best, little bitchy he's like he's like he, he has one of the best monologues childlike. i think in the series when after clyden tries to murder him and he comes back uh uh seth mcfarlane sends them i'm just gonna call him seth mcfarlane yeah uh, sends and mercer yeah Captain i, I prefer mercer. seth uh sends him to uh couples counseling with the doctor and they're very slow. They go through sort of this very formal, contrived, oh, you say what you appreciate about me, and I will declare and what I appreciate about you. And they didn't have categories for those things in their yeah, head, and then, right? And then finally, Bordis, it clicks, and he goes into this, like, beautiful monologue about how he n- never really forgave Clyden for uh, supporting the sex change of their son or daughter into the son. And Topa. Topa, yeah. And he says... And I resent you for that. And I don't know if I can ever forgive you. And it's just like this very. Yeah. But know, he, he says uh, it yeah. like this. He's just like, and I don't know if I can ever forgive. He says it so it's very like, matter of fact. Moment, though, yeah. 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 But he has those moments of just very vivid description that because he's so otherwise, he comes from such a rigid and formal culture. When those lines do come out, it's just so on point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really good. So it's really cool no, how my, the culture said that. My favorite uh, Bordis moment. Sorry, Joe, finish up. No, I was just saying it's really cool how the cultures allow that to to set up for that. You yeah. you have a lot more yeah. flexibility because you can tell characters from all the different. Yeah, it's alien just, it's, cultures. Just, it's the same thing when when Isaac says something that's really relevant or sort or of really re- true. revelatory. Yeah, sometimes because the he, Isaac perspective is is the perspective that you should have. Yeah, sometimes it's the Bordis one, yeah. and sometimes it's the Captain Ed Mercer one because the perspective you should take is like very human and emotional and it might not make sense but it's what you should do it's like that kind of and sometimes it's not and sometimes that's just a bad yeah 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 so it's a good storytelling setting yeah Yeah, and i think it did it more successfully than star trek did oh shit you hear that johnny star trek sucks you're trying to wait for me to fall asleep to talk (laughs) shit about my i've never seen you this tired on the podcast my favorite well i've been i only slept about three or four hours last night how does that help me this is me really running on low energy here, but uh, <laughs> the my genie favorite slumping. Bordis line is definitely. Oh shit! This is, is our time to take advantage of the genie. Yeah. M- oh yeah. My favorite. One percent uh, genie gets still fuck you up. You're still gonna take <laughs> Iron Man and low energy. You're still Iron Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're um, not gonna get a bar fight with Iron Man just because his suits like on um, low power. Two percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the charging lights on. He's still gonna fuck you up. Yeah. Um, my favorite Bordis line is uh, the first officer. What's her name? Katie? Kelsey? Kelly. 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 I knew <laughs> Jesus it was something like that. First officer uh, Kelly. Yeah. First officer Kelly. Yeah. Uh, she she realizes Lieutenant that her and Bordis's birthday are like a day or two apart. Oh, so that's my favorite. To, yeah. yeah. She tries to have a joint birthday party. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, why not? I just figured, you know, no one wants these. And he goes, no. I will not be done. My birthday. I prefer my birthday to be my day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets yeah. real bitchy about it. He's like, it's my special day. Doesn't I'm he even ask sharing. her? He's like, is this an order? And she goes, no, it's yeah. not an order. I just wanted to know if you want it. He goes, if it is not an order, then no, I would not like to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely not. And she's like, oh, uh, okay. And he's, it's, it's just, it, which is funny because Worf is the same way on the show, which is why my dog is named Worf. Is Worf's actually a big old puppy dog. Like pushover type on the show, he he he's actually kind of the most emotional bitchy and kind of an introvert one. too. 
Right, and it's like nobody else on the bridge. Personal issues flare up in emotional things, like the way it does with Worf. Yeah, <laughs> and and Bordis is the same way because of his weird, messed up, repressive military. Yeah, right. Culture. He has these weird. His, his posture and walking is so great. You you see his character in just the way he. No, the weirdest was the one. There's the one where there the the his ex boyfriend comes on oh, yeah. the ship, <laughs> and uh, is is hanging out with the. Zelayan officer in season two, the new one. Oh yeah, and he's the really sketchy. Curious. It turns out, or something. but the way he like he he'll seductively walk. Anytime a Mocklin like <laughs> in the porn episode when they oh, yeah. get Mocklin simulants seductively <laughs> walk over to Bordas with all the prosthesis on, it's it, it makes me laugh every time because it's just such like, like mm, I'm a sexy alien lizard thing or whatever. <laughs> <It's> hilarious, <laughs> yeah, which is something they did on Star Trek too. That I it's like how, okay, like yeah. I guess they're into that. Is there or to me? I'm just watching yet? gay porn. You know? Is there Definitely. Orville porn yet, John? Yeah, I'm sure. I don't I, even have to check. All right, it's the which internet. that's a which rule, um right? which Salean do you think was hotter, uh, Alara? Or oh, that's the... not even close. Alara, uh, clearly. Yeah, the other one's kind of cool though. No, I don't like the new one. She, uh, she I think no... they're both qualified professionals. Regardless she has no of backstory. The, okay. the new one, the the original Alora. Alara, <laughs> whatever the original, Alara. the original. Uh... So I read a dumb rumor on Reddit that she was dating Seth MacFarlane. And they I don't think that's true. That's why they I, I, wrote I could out. see that being true. I could totally see it being true, but I don't think it is. And what, you know, good fam, good fam. What yeah. I heard was the she other got, thing I like. She got a that? different show, <laughs> and then the show didn't do well, so she might be coming back to Orville. That's why she was in the finale. Because she uh, came back for the finale. She's in the yeah, finale, like very briefly. But it's like fuck we're, her. We're, she's ready to leave Orville at the drop of a hat. She's dead to me. Yeah, she probably heard that it was doing really well and was like, oh, I went back in. But back. but the new the new Alara doesn't have any Alara uh, doesn't have any backstory. I'm sorry, Sansa doesn't have any <laughs> any backstory. She's just she's a villain. But I feel like I know her. Like in other mm. words, like I like the character because she seems like she has integrity. You, like you can sense that 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 sh- she's kind of like a Jon Snow type character that um, is is has been tested and passed those tests pretty well that's the weird thing too is how some characters have kind of more depth to them i I think it's still the show working working that out because it's kind of weird how you have so many characters too yeah but you have entire episodes of these characters because would you you would consider malloy and uh lamar um like in the same grade of character right like they're both main characters on the show right Right. Yet Gordon has entire episodes about Gordon, and the other guy doesn't. And yeah, it's he like, does. No, he doesn't. He does. The Lamar one? He they, doesn't have entire they, episodes about himself. They had the... Uh, he did. He, he's smarter than he lets on, and he becomes yeah, head of engineering. Yeah, episode. episode. Yeah. That was like one episode in the first season, though. Gordon only had one episode. No, I he, feel he, like... He had the one with the, where he's dating that girl from the, from the uh, time capsule... Yeah, but I just feel like, uh, but I feel like there's more. Like there's the episode two where he's tra- uh, training to, or he wants to train to become the the like the a captain. There he is, wants to take yeah. the captain's test. Okay, Officer yeah, program. yeah, there's that one too. Yeah, I feel like he's just more sort of he gets more uh, kind of attention time. So I think that's something that I kind of want to see in season three more. Like I kind of want to see these other characters explored. Even, even I want to see like ya- Yaffet. Yaffet. Yeah, yeah, I want to see ya- uh, an episode about Yaffet. So if if you're still listening to this and you don't know the Orville, first off, God bless you. You're a real fan. <laughs> but um, Yaffet is a gooey alien. It's just a blob of Yaffet. goo. 
Yafit. Voiced by Yafit. Norm MacDonald. Yafit. <laughs> and it, there you go. And it's voiced by Norm MacDonald. <laughs> so good. It's so fucking funny. And and they. But, but wouldn't you love to see an episode on him? Because he's important. He, they've he, done some side plots of like love stories oh, with they, him they, and he, all that. Yeah, he's he's in it, but he's he's still and he very saved much, the day against the the yeah. Kalons. Oh yeah, he won. He he like was the without guy him. Who, they're they're they're. He fucked. was the guy who won the the Star Wars medal at the end of the first movie. Yeah, they gave him the fucking medal, Yafid. But then he just who's your of, favorite character? I know who yours is. Who? What's his name? Bob. Whatever. Nope. What's his name? My Johnny. Mine is Dan. that Dan. Dan that's yeah. It, Dan. <laughs> Dan yeah. is he's, this I like mean, big-headed loser alien who can't make any friends. Who writes terrible poetry. His one thing <laughs> that he does is he's the guy that tried to get music in the elevator, and he's mm. and he's always yeah. just like saying shit like you know fantastical. <laughs> he's like yeah. trying to be cool. He's like I don't know if he's my, beer. I don't know if he's my favorite character, but he might be the best character. That guy is the voice actor for. Most of the voices, I think, on Family Guy after Seth MacFarlane. Oh, really? I think he does Cleveland oh, and the, shit. the um, I didn't know that. a bunch of the, like a he's bunch. He's just of so good at being pathetic. Well, he's one of those characters who yeah. everybody knows. He's clearly one of those guys who is because you you never really see so I mean, boring. He, he works in the he has nothing he, to say. Well, he works in the <laughs> in the engine room, and you don't really get much insight other than that. But I assume that he's killing at his job. That he's really good at his job. Yet he's just a loser. He's just that, like you say, that guy who goes around, oh, you want to have a beer? You want to have a beer? And then he starts reading you awful hey, poetry. Tubular, and you're like, yeah. don't say that to me. Like, no, he definitely, He definitely writes great poetry, Joe. Oh, my God. What was wrong with it? I, I thought know. it was heartfelt and original. Some of, I think one, wasn't one poem really good and one was really bad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, neither was great. I don't, I don't remember. That was season one. But, uh, yeah, he's a good character. I don't know. There's, I think they all work really well together, and it's really cool to see. I feel like the show coming together uh, as just sort of more uh, with more continuity in the second season. Um, and I, did they renew for just third season or third so and far, fourth? Just third. Just third. Yeah. It just happened. I love the one with yeah. the shoots the lightning out of his hands, and you know, ah, with the big hammer. He's my favorite. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Johnny's burnt Dude, out. I love when, he's when like, they're, ah, they're showing like, people just the hammer eating dinner or whatever in the rec room, whatever that space is, where the bar is. And you just look out the window, and people are just you know casually having a conversation, and there's just light speed space go- go- going past them. No, more faster than Way light faster speed. than light Way speed. Way faster than light speed. They yeah. have a thing on the ship called a quantum drive, and basically they can travel like thousands of light years in a few hours. Yeah. It's, Whereas if you think about like our galaxy is about a hundred thousand light years across, we sent in the seventies the um, Voyager, the, two, the Voyager, and yeah, the, Voyager uh, probes, the Voyager probes, yeah, Voyager one and two, uh, allegedly sent, and um, they only just left our solar system like two years ago, whatever yeah, and, that was considered the outer boundaries yeah. of our solar system, <laughs> right? And it'll take tens of thousands of years before. It gets anywhere close to the nearest star, which is only four light years away. So they have revolutionized space travel with this quantum drive thing. I feel like every sci-fi has to come up with their version of how you can, you know, tr- go go through the, the the vast expanses of space faster. You know? Faster. Um, their version is a quantum drive, and it's kind More of funny because they're like, well, you know. All we're saying is that the 400 years from now, humans definitely figured some some shit out with science. Yeah. And we're going to use the word quantum, which is what everyone uses when they want to, like, 
insert some science and Johnny left. <laughs> he, he's probably getting another uh, water. All right, I have a question. Would you rather Bangalara or who? Uh, I would or take Bordis. <laughs> uh, can I be in Bordis' sex lagoon? With Alara, I like. Oh, I like how after, Johnny this. Ready? I like how after that episode, let's ask him. They we, just refer to to that whole situation as Bordis's sex lagoon. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he does in fact have a sex. Would lagoon. you rather bang Alara in Bordis's sex lagoon <laughs> or bang Rob Lowe? <laughs> so in the sex lagoon, are the other Moklins there, there? But you're in. You're penetrating Alara. <laughs> so they're there. They're not participating. But they're staring. They're they're there like they're kind of like rubbing up against you, okay. rubbing themselves. But they're just now, simulating. Here's a much more important question: like 1980s Rob Lowe, Parks and Recreation Rob Lowe. No, no, the Rob Lowe in Rob that Lowe. show, the the, the blue one with alien the, Rob the Lowe. alien pheromones. Yeah. Oh, the Rob Lowe, Lowe is in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was Rob Lowe. Probably that, just because like if you're having he, sex with a Lara and she sneezes, she'll just destroy whatever parts of your body are touching her. You're worried about an Alara blowjob. No, just normal sex. Where, she just, wait, her just using her tongue must way. be She'll so strong, though. We should, we should her ex- tongue is probably... We should, ex- 20 t- we should explain, explain she's, she's not a 20-foot monster. <laughs> she comes from a planet with extremely high gravity, and she's actually... She's re- just really conservative. That's like, why we're all scared. <laughs> she's a really tiny-sized so, person. The but gravity's so high strength. that if, yeah. if you as a human being were to Superman stand on rules. their planet, you just collapse. You would crush. It's literally Superman rules. Like, on Krypton, Superman is just a person. Yeah. Like the rest of the Kryptonians. It's when a Kryptonian lives on Earth that they become super strong. All right, Johnny, I have a question for you. Would you rather have real-life Thor powers? You just have the power... Do I get of, the hammer? Uh, yes, you get the hammer. You can summon lightning. You can fucking fly with the hammer or whatever. No rain, no sleet, no Yeah, like, like if somebody shoots you with a tank, you'll be like, ow. his thing. You know, you'll, <laughs> you'll just be like, whatever. Or I'll give you a, an... Or th- summon the Bifrost? You can try. Um, mm, I don't like that answer. You, uh, well, you have to really mean it. You can't just be like, "Oh, Bifrost, come!" Like, no, no. I mean, I'm Thor, though. I should be able. It's not easy to do, but I should be able to summon the Bifrost. Well, that's that's the power of Thor. You have to. Okay, you, then yes. You then know, I can. Yeah. You, well, you have to. You have to Thor. You don't know what it, you don't even know what a Bifrost is, do you? But they do, and they're the ones Bifrosting, Bifrosting it. It off. the Bi. <laughs> yeah. Or well, it lets me travel to other planets. Yeah. Especially or, ones with more magic. That's why. Or you can have a uh, an Orville class simulator, full usage. Oh, in yeah. my house. Yep, in your house. Oh, if I had a simulator in my house, you'd never leave. I, I would. I, I would have know to you set have my, my own boundaries. Yeah. How do you know you're not already in it, Luke? You're. you're how old are you, Luke? <laughs> Luke, how old are you? <laughs> Luke's just staring 29. at me. 29. So you're on year 29 of this version of the simulation. Jesus, I'm 29. You've, you've played the game Luke several dozen times to the point where you kind of got sick it's of like it. Roy. You were playing, you know, Jim and Steve and Estefan and Marjorie. And you were playing all these other games. And you're finally like, you know, I haven't played Luke in a while. Let me give that crazy old game a And, run and I'm just again. like the saved, like, auto, like, yeah, This is the right. fuck off version. We're all of the NPCs. Game, where he's already you know? unlocked yeah. everything. And yeah. now it's just doing the fun playthrough. Like you might just end up murdering. Or he's people. like, "Hey, this this little device I use to play the video game is still has some power." So I guess Johnny, are you worried that's that's what would happen to you if you took the simulate the simulator? You would just kind of get lost within it. Oh yeah, I definitely would not take. What was the other option again? Thor power Re- in real life. Th- definitely real life Thor power. Yeah, you yeah. know how much money I can make? How much money could you make? Uh, summoning electricity. There's got. I'll just call Elon. 
Like, give me your biggest battery. I'll charge it up once a day. But that's, that's a whole thing. A if you just have a, a simulator right in your house, you can go about your life and just say. Yeah, but what would you do right. on day one with Thor power? Like, how are you going about like you, you, figuring yeah. out how to turn this into yeah, money? I, I, you I don't have Elon you. Musk's phone. You're gonna number. you're gonna call Elon Musk. You don't gonna, have his number. No, yeah, I'm gonna fl- you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna fly and hover over Times Square. You can barely sit up in my chair and say, right "Somebody give me Elon's cell phone number." <laughs> People will put me in touch if you that's really my want way that kind of exposure, though. My... Yeah, wouldn't you want to be more? You really subtle? want you really want that kind of exposure? If you can fly, I mean, I'll put, a, fa- well I'll put a hat Elon's on. House. You know, the hat's gonna come off if you're flying through the air. No, I'll have a mask or something. You you can't like Spider Man style. You're gonna wear Spider-Man. Wear Spider-Man suit with yeah. a, with a top hat, flying through also, the air. Also, who with cares Thor if power. people know I'm Thor? I'm Thor. What are they gonna do? They could they could try to kill what you. What if they nuke you? With yeah. what? Nukes. If they nuke me, they're gonna destroy wherever I am too. So. Yeah. So you want to deal means, with all that? If you have a simulator in your house, you can just go to work. You. I also don't think nukes would work on Thor. He's pretty strong. See, you made a terrible mistake, Johnny. Th- th- this He's is the full wrong of lightning. This is the wrong answer. The right what answer is the right answer is simulator because what you can do is you can simulate being Thor. Being Thor. You can simulate. Yeah, being but it's Thor. not really Thor. It's not real. I want to be real. How do you Thor. how do you know this is real? If you eat food in the simulator, did you eat him? Yeah, meal? Joe. If Question. I'm Thor, yeah. it means I have a magic hammer that can pop. pass through anything. Joe, I'll send my hammer on a gar- on a space trash cleaning up mission. Of uh, just put a net on the back and it'll fly. I'll send it around to catch all the space garbage. Put the have the UN pool some money together. Boom! I'm a millionaire. Now I'm gonna go build a a, a virtual reality tank in my house, and I have Thor powers, <laughs> and I can go into the tank. And, and when you get out of the Spider-Man tank, you still have Thor powers. My question: have Thor powers. So go my, fuck yourself. My Joe. question is: Don't tell me I didn't think about does it. Does the simulator <laughs> double as a? <laughs> As, I love how that we woke a, the genie up. We got the genie. Yeah, like he's, sitting up, he's sitting up in his chair. Yeah. Or, or I could go to NASA and be like, hey, NASA, I'm going to use the hammer thing and I'll fly supplies up to the space station. What's that cost you? Ten, let's say $100 million a trip. I'll charge, I'll charge you 10 And if I fuck it up, I'll refund the money. They'd be like, all right. <laughs> Wait, dude, how would you fuck it up? You do that once a month. That's $10 million a month you're making. Yeah, but <laughs> you're never going to escape. Now that's that's your life. That's your reality, whether you yeah, like it or I ha- not. I have I have Mjolnir though. I'll, what do you mean escape? I'll have a, a cult of worship of CrossFit worshippers following me. <laughs> if I have the power of Thor. All right, and I'll just preach love, prosperity, and tell people to watch uh, the Orville. One of the Thursday things nights at night or whatever. There. One of the things I love about the Orville is when they do social commentary on whatever issue it is. They don't tell you like what the right answer is. They don't tell you how to think. They just kind of let it happen, you know? I don't know. They're very pro 3D space over 2D space. That's true. You're not wrong about that. What are you playing, <laughs> Joe? What? I think he's trying to hang up on me. No, I'm not. I don't hear anything. Yeah, I don't hear anything. I've been turning the wrong Well, if you could hear that, that was Isaac trying to be a human and break up with a human yeah. and just calculating what is the worst possible thing to say at every step. And he nails it. Well, so he always nails everything because it's a calculation, right. right? Yeah, he knows, oh, this is what will upset her to to maximum within the social constraints of not, you know, whatever, you know, actually like yelling or something like that. What, right? what I find intriguing about any kind of character that's Isaac-like, like a, a literal robot, is... We all know human beings that sort of construct their personality so that they're like very, very, very like ninety percent robotic, robot-like in their interactions. Um, yeah, 
like I remember a friend of mine's dad like was driving us to a movie once and um this guy was just like very robotic about like everything like like his car was perfectly clean when I got in it and he looked at his watch when I got in and he was like we should be there in approximately 11 minutes and I was like what <laughs> approximately such, 11 minutes <laughs> that's such a weird like specific number to have after the word approximately yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly that means yeah. that you're you're like you're like uh, you know calculating traffic at the level of 30 seconds or some shit how was lunch i ate approximately 32 potato chips yeah okay yeah yeah what because you're on a diet and you allow 50 or fewer potato chips a day yeah and it's, it's like all right dude approximately 32 <laughs> is relevant but like we all know like those people and for me personally like that's part of your personality you know there's a sort of like hyper consistent like out of touch with other um concerns you know yeah version of your personality and at the end of the day it's actually the balance of all those different things and like the captain mercer um seth mcfarland is sort of like you know a, a good leader because he is the balance of those things you know uh, can i say as well that i think when i first heard that the series was happening i immediately thought like i said at the beginning of the episode i think this is going to be a train wreck because yeah i can't take seth mcfarland seriously i think he's been the, Sometimes Family Guy humor annoys me. Like that's what I'm I mean. Not into I'm, it all I'm, the time. Yeah, I, I think okay, this is a, a bit much. Whatever. I mean, Family Guy is great in its own way, but yeah, I, I couldn't see that translating or transitioning to something like a sci-fi spaceship drama. But I think, and I was expecting. Oh, I'm gonna hate. Him. I think it's I don't far. Know, Ted was really funny. I thought he was gonna play it as a jerk. In the though. West was funny. What was that other stand? But he plays it. He I feel like he plays it really well. Like he he makes his character very. Uh, human and very likable in that sense. He's I, just enough of a jerk, but he's he's well, definitely he's a, a good person. He's a little bit lost, but he's, he's also wise. But he's a good person. He's at a, his core. At the end of the day, yeah. he's a good person. That's right. It's it's like any any great character. But he's very flawed. He still has his flaws. Do you know that line? Um, I don't know where from the Bible it, it, it comes from, but it's something like, <laughs> of course some, you don't. <laughs> something Jesus says like, it, um, if if you are neither warm nor cold. I will spit you out of my mouth. <laughs> what? It, it basically means <laughs> like... Oh, my God. It... He's pulling that from Gangs of New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's a line Bill the Butcher says. You're neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm, so I spew you forth from my mouth. Are or you something. serious? But that's from the Bible. I don't think it's from the Bible. That's, I think, I think it is, yeah. That's Luke's closest connection to the Bible. probably some bullshit thing a preacher of the time said that Scorsese <laughs> threw it. Is, but you're just going based on what a, a version of a historical character in a movie said that it must be from the Bible. Am I wrong there, Luke? No, I, I don't know where the fact that it's from the Bible entered into my brain, but it's there. Mm. I, it could have. I could think be I a, tracked could, it down. Could be a porn virus. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Could be a porn virus, but the point—the point of that sentiment is that when you're trying to be a good person, you should be balancing between different dichotomies, and it's actually not a good thing to perfectly walk the balance because that means yeah. you're not taking any risks in either direction, right? And Captain Mercer actually goes too far one way, and then occasionally goes too far the other way. So he's occasionally too dutiful, right? He's following along with orders and sticking strong to that. And he's occasionally too emotional, and he falls in love with a character who's actually a secret spy or something, right? That's very Ed Mercer yeah. to do, yeah. But but we respect him because he he is not perfect. Well, he clearly has terrible Because the idea is to be perfect, oh, you yeah. have to not... You, 
if you're perfect, you're missing something that is very human and that we desire. That was actually right. It's funny you say that because on our last episode, I think the oh, we were talking about marriage, the wedding yeah. plan planning episode. That was like our our number two the tip, wedding tip on our top ten list for throwing the perfect wedding was that Ed Mercer advice that he gave to this guy, which was along the lines of you if you're trying to be with somebody you can't be perfect don't you, be you, perfect you have yeah. to be stupid uh sometimes and really stupid once, once in, in a, a while, while. Yeah. but whatever you do just don't be perfect you, perfect's no good yeah. right because that's that's stale that's stagnant that's not there's no not only is it no good because it's no fun but it's yeah. no good because how whatever strategy you're using to be that way it, it means you're you're being numb to the ebb and flow of what it means to be right. a human. You're supposed to get emotional sometimes. You're not supposed to well, go so it's far. Well, it's also don't make me feel like shit for not being perfect. That too, right? If you're perfect yeah. all the time, I'll feel like shit. But it also um, means you have a level of disengagement from the world. Like like in meditation, the whole the, the, the point is to find a detachment from your emotions so that you can observe them from a distance and all that. Yeah, but if nobody you're too meditates detached, on the Orville, though. So uh, if you're too I detached, play a Bordis clip. Oh, Bordis? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm not good with the segues. This is when Bordis uh, tries to do karaoke, and everyone's like Fine. having fun and getting into it. Oh, hold on. Oh, when he says actually he, sing. Well, get on up here, big guy. Let's show everybody what you can do. This is one of my favorite Bordis lines, dude. Lieutenant Beloy taught me this song. I will now sing it. I will now sing it. <laughs> you will be silent. <laughs> and everyone's face drops, and they all freeze. And he screams that. First like, off, he doesn't, it's Titanic. He's not even which is able to read. <laughs> He's not even able to read that it's a positive feedback. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not what... No, it was irrelevant. Not it's not that he right wasn't now. able to read it. To him, whether it's positive or negative is irrelevant yeah. to the fact that You're he needs silence. It, yeah. You know? And also the Titanic song, which is from the 2000s, right? Or 90s? When 90s. did that come out? 1990s. That's Malloy's thing, though. He's, he's just Gordon's into the thing. 90s and the 2000s. That's why he fell in love with that. Yeah. They, they, they did a time capsule episode where they found... A bunch of shit from uh, 2015, right? And so this girl put like a bunch oh, her of her cell phone in. She put well, her a cell- bunch of stuff like to show the. That the, one the was history. a little too Black Mirror-y for me. But I, I tried was to also imagine like, a, like kid, a it was like a kid's version of a Black Mirror. That was also the one Black where Bordis they found there was cigarettes inside and they they said, oh yeah, that's crazy. Oh, that, that was amazing. People smoked these side. flaming cancer sticks for centuries, and then Bordis was like, huh. And he tries one, and then they start synthesizing hundreds of them. Because they they all have matter generators. What do they call them? Mat- synthesizers? The, the matter oh synthesizers? Replicators? Replicators? Yeah. Well, so the, That's not basically they, they have these devices in their, in their living quarters where <clears throat> if you go up to it and you just say, uh, give me an old-fashioned, you know... But can blah, I, blah, 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 and it makes it. But can I just do that with people? Can I say, like, a uh, hot person? And there there must like, be some kind of limit to, like, the organic material that I can make. Although it can make food, which yeah. is just dead hot people, organic things. So, yeah. you, like, so I don't understand. What if you that. were into banging dead bodies and you were like, uh, "All right, simulator, <laughs> print me a a nice don't fresh, finish the fresh dead body. Oh god, <laughs> a nice juicy fresh body. Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, simulator, print me a bottle of lube. Oh god, <laughs> no. Johnny, what's your take on that? Simulator, print me a video camera. <laughs> Simulator, print me a frog suit. Frog suit. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. So th- there's limits on what it'll make for you. Like if you're underage, it won't make you alcohol. 
Yeah, well, didn't no, 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 they, you... they had to hack it to make it. Oh, the, that's the kids right. Hacked yeah. It. yeah. It's like tricking the 7 At least in Star Trek 2, it won't make you anything but synthahol. It won't even make alcohol. So if you try to order scotch, it gives you synthahol. Oh, it does? Which is supposed to taste like scotch. But it doesn't but fuck it you up. It tastes exactly like it, but it doesn't really fuck you up. No, that's not up. true. It, it gets you drunk. Because Kelly, uh, Kelly, it kind of gets no, you Kelly drunk. Says but it you know, there's no hangover, and it's like a super light. Clean yeah, it's 400 drunk. years later. There's no hangovers. No, they have hangovers. No, there are. If you Why drink, because the like, they drink bourbon, crazy alien hungover. vodka. Oh, that's true. It's a different ball game. So they've probably figured out yeah. regular human hangovers, but not alien vodka hangovers. Or no, maybe they like, have. It's they just, haven't figured out hangovers. Is, sorry, I'm talking about Star Trek instead of Orville. But they, <laughs> there's definitely hangovers in both. Because Scotty shows up on an episode of Next Gen, and he's drinking the synthahol, and it sucks. And he finds like a green bottle of real alcohol, and just wandering around the ship, drinking it Churchill yeah. style. There's that but, episode uh, where they... Yeah, there's things you, you can't do. But I, I would wonder if you could be like, yo, can I get an ounce of some sticky icky? It'd probably be like, yeah, here you go. Here's oh, some totally. cannabis sativa. That'd be right. sick. <laughs> would you get in trouble for smoking on a spaceship? No, I guess not, because they smoke cigarettes the whole time. They're it's environmental so futuristic. Like it just doesn't that. matter, you know? Like they're like, dude, we're keeping you alive in space. A little bit of smoke is fine. Yeah. But that that ship does so much. <laughs> well, um, it's it's really a kind of a self sustaining colony. They have sc- schools and you know, a hospital oh, yeah. and it's assumed that you're living there. Yeah, uh, well, which is crazy. Do you think the you ship, could live in the space ship like with that? a million people living in it? That was self-sustaining. Do you think you could live in space like that? Yeah, if I had a simulator yeah. and 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 the simulator is so important. Like dead for bodies, I could no, 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 replicate. No. Yeah. Well, wait, do you, wait, you live so in space my question like is, that? But what if what if I just in that episode if the stars should appear? Yeah, I just build a ship big enough that a million it could support a million people in the court like a small city and a bunch of villages and a bunch of small towns you need to read it's just massive enough ursula that's, k Le Guin. that's possible right it is like what do you think of that episode where they didn't even realize they were on a spaceship there's an episode I mean, I, where they're in a biosphere and they didn't even realize it's a, it's a generation ship yeah yeah it's a colony yeah, so you're, just, you're many generations it. after and they're worshiping the word of dural and dural was just the captain who who the, the the captain of the ship who said yeah our engines died so these are my standing orders we just kind of wait and chill and hope for help so they just start they turn him into this cult figure and he's this long lost prophet and they don't even have the source of the word of dural anymore yeah and i didn't just, understand that it's w- just ground for their theocratic I didn't, I didn't understand that. Wouldn't you hit a wall eventually? Like it's only like a yeah, but that's what miles. that's how it's always been. You know, that's yeah. the world given to you by the creator. It goes from here to there. This is your position in it. And it's, the only problem not? was they were yeah. they were heading right for a star, right? You know, to them the idea. Oh, of, yeah, Wait a minute, true. the horizon should just keep going on and on forever. They'd be like heretic, burn them. You know? yeah. Right? Yeah, that's psychotic thinking to them. Right? Yeah, you just hit the wall. You hit the wall, bro. Right, and there's day and night cycles. So all of a sudden, when their sky opens up and there's stars and like a ship out there that they showed them a picture of, it's like, ah, uh, I guess that shit's real. That one is a really good episode. Yeah. Or when they make first contact with a species that had like reached out to Earth. Oh, I mean, the, sorry, reached out to the to the, the, astro- the galaxy. The astrologists. And they yeah. get there and turns like, out they're, they're having a nice welcome dinner, and it turns <laughs> out that they're insane. Like insanely attached to the idea that if you're born in one astrology like month of the year, yeah. 
that you're just like the worst. You're a uh, to the point that they will give premature C sections to avoid you being naturally born in that under that sign, right? Or they'll try to prolong pregnancies so that you're born after it ends. And they they basically have concentration camps of um, really there really. I'm like I'm like Alexander Ocasio Cortez. Oh God! And they wow. make... <laughs> you gotta let's stop. not go there. <laughs> not this episode, Luke. It's not the time. Hold Save me back. Hold me back. <laughs> for the drunk tank. I was gonna say, do you want to just do a drunk tank? Yeah, we're. we're... Oh, I'm going. I'm going to bed. <laughs> what? Yeah, I can't do a drunk tank. Oh, all right. I guess Christmas is canceled, folks. You're too yeah, drunk for a drunk tank. Isn't that what a drunk tank is? I'm just too sleepy. <laughs> you couldn't even finish. All right, I guess we're done. Uh, would you rather? <laughs> oh shit! Be, would you rather be on the Orville? I have two. Would you rather's? Um, I guess I'll do this one first. Would you rather be on the Orville at on the Orville or on the Enterprise in Next Generation? Orville under Captain Picard. Orville. Uh, I feel like the Orville is more fun because it's written by Seth MacFarlane. Hmm. So I'd probably choose. I feel that. like you're more likely to die on Orville though. Maybe. I feel like there's more turnover on the Orville, maybe. So you might be yeah. right. Yeah, because people I, just die from time to time on the, the Orville. The second one is, would you rather be on the <laughs> Orville so as an officer <laughs> in the Union Navy Space Navy? <laughs> or would you rather be on the Orville? Can we simulate him some, some, some caffeine pills? <laughs> would you rather be on the Orville as a uh, <laughs> like a civilian bullshitter? Scientist, yeah. don't hang up. Plan your hang up on me right in front of me. Fuck you. I see you going to hang up. No, on he's me. just um, oh, yeah, no, just gonna hit the button. Yeah, <laughs> not even an hour and a half yet. I wonder if that came over the recording. <laughs> what I just farted. Yeah, I thought so. That was the lamest hang up. I saw it coming. Um. So we uh, did an episode. Sorry, I did do some day drinking today, so I'm not at my best. But I hope you liked it. I hope you'll share it with friends you liked it. And I hope you subscribe to future episodes. Hopefully, I'm a little less sleepy and useless for the next one. I do love this topic. Um, And if I listen back and it's terrible, I'm going to really regret this and we'll redo it or do a part two. Either way, thanks for listening. Take care. Here are these assholes pretending they pulled something off. <laughs> he was too tired. To keep it had going. to stop. Yeah, yeah he's it had to too, stop. He, I've never seen the genie that. He tired. was holding us back. <laughs> you just farted on the I podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't. Believe. All right, you're done too. I'm going solo from here. All right, I, I got a few other episodes I wanted to mention. So you remember the one with the um. They find an Earth-like 21st century type planet, and it, it operates without a justice system. It's just oh, yeah. upvotes it's, and downvotes. It's the ultimate like Reddit. direct It's like democracy. real life Reddit. You know? Yeah, right. What do you think of that? I didn't like it. So I like the concept. There's I, a Black Mirror. Again, I of that. think they were showing something literally because yeah, they have this advantage of there's a galaxy filled with planets and all that. But what they were really talking about, I think, is this culture war that's going on. Part oh of which is there he goes. No, I'm I'm saying part of which is like online mobs and actual mobs that that when they decide someone needs to be eliminated, these mobs rally up their cries and they create enough stir, then the media grabs hold of it, and now all of a sudden there's this pressure where somebody needs to get fired. 
Yeah. And if they don't fire the person, they're going to come to the corporation or the business and say, like, are you kidding? So you support like this is why Google fired James Damore as an example. Oh boy, here we go. I'm just saying, like, you know, there's it was it was the trial by public opinion that caused that. It wasn't the words he said, because well, nothing he said was incorrect or sexist or anything. Oh boy, here he goes. But the trial by public opinion is what got him. I'm not shaking, folks. (laughs) I'm calmly sitting here, a little stoned, a little drunk. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, that's what I like about... Stone-faced is what I meant to say. He's very serious. Yeah, I'm Uh, just very serious. I I do like that. You're right. I do like that about the Orville How I feel like... How much does he actually write the episodes, Seth McFarlane? Well, he has a team of like four or five writers. He does, yeah. I'm sure he's involved in most. Yeah. I mean, it's very attuned to, and this is what good You know, they write the whole season at one time, by the way. As you should. Yeah. And that's why a lot of shows don't do that. But I think that's why it's it it feels more uh continuous. Yeah. Yeah. It has more of a threat. Yet each episode is episodic, right? It has it has a it's becoming very well balanced. If you haven't heard of the Orville yet and you're still listening, I don't know how that's possible. But uh, <laughs> imagine you... if somebody stuck around, even though they have never watched the Orville. <sighs> God bless you. Bless your soul and your heart and your once a year urination. <laughs> Kolosha. <laughs> but I think I think you're going to hear a lot more about the Orville in the coming uh, seasons because I think this show's probably going to go at least five, six seasons. And, and I would say it's, it's found its legs. So yeah, it's speak. found. It's definitely found its legs after season two. So if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. Um, because I, I think again, it's the the best show that I've seen, or not the best show, but it's just it's a really, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, Seth MacFarlane was on Bill Maher the other day, and the first thing Bill Maher asked him was, "Wait, wait, are there going to be more Orville?" Yeah, he, he asked him as like in that like you know kind of like funny older person way, like, "Oh, are there going to be more more Orvilles?" And Seth MacFarlane just laughed and said, "Yes, we are doing more or- Orville's." And Bill Maher didn't even go into it. He just goes because that's I just love that show, man. Yeah, it's it's just and I totally get. I mean, you were trying to sell it to me for so long. Yeah, I, I would just be like, "Luke, you gotta check and this out." I, if anybody knows me, I'm particularly stubborn with um, injecting new things into yeah. my life, right? Like yeah. new music, new right. TV shows, whatever. but I was like, I'm just gonna keep making references and eventually do an episode with. Eventually, you. <laughs> I was pissed off because I was like, well, I don't want to be left out of a cool episode because yeah. I didn't want to watch a show. Except this episode, Johnny fell asleep twice during. And I, wa- I know, <laughs> I've never seen him that tired. Yeah, I mean that's what happens, folks, when you get drunk and see Spider Man in the middle of the day. The Spider Man. Um, when I watched the first episode, it took my brain like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I take time to understand something yeah i'm slightly like spectrumy with like absorbing new shows (laughs) yeah like when i first see the first episode of a new show i have to sit there and be like luke just watch it it doesn't make sense yet but just watch it i I understand that i get that more with books but i you have to let the universe build itself first i think especially with sci-fi that happened to me with uh ursula kayla gwynn's the left hand of darkness a lot of people either love that book or hate that book I hated it for the first, I don't know, maybe 45 pages. And normally I give up on a book by page 30 if I'm not involved. Dune was the same way. The first, you know, 30, 40 pages of Dune, I was like, all right, like it's cool. It's interesting, but I'm not, I'm not the world. So 30 pages is your rule? 
Well, it no, I push. I try to push past it now because if you know, if you, but you have to have good reason to exactly. Right? And you have to have a good recommendation from good, someone you good trust. Re- good recommendations, and both Dune and Left Hand of Darkness, I stuck with. And then by page fifty or so, sixty or so, something clicks with the world building in my mind. Yeah, and those are two of my, I would say, top, definitely top ten favorite that makes books sense of all to me. time. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I think shows. That's fair to say. It's it, it can certainly be the same with series, and that's Often why I, with good shows it takes until episode three. But, but that's why I recommend. Really but that's why I rec- yeah, and that's why I recommended this show to you because I normally don't recommend uh, many shows to you. It's like how, how often do I recommend a show to you? Never. We talk about shows that we happen to watch, especially like comedies, like Always yeah. Sunny, but or I never the Office, right? Or but but we know. independently watch. But I never say. So, for example, AP Bio, which was uh, what's his name, the guy who plays Dennis Reynolds on Always Sunny, uh, Glenn Howerton. Okay, he did a a, a show on uh, I don't know NBC or something, and it was called AP Bio. I didn't even Bio. know about this. See, because I they did two seasons, and I think it got canned. But I never mentioned it because it's not really worth mentioning. It's a great show. I love that show. I think it's a really like it's a really funny show. It's but I just, have to just find it myself. Like yeah, it's not worth me bothering also, you. Also, if Luke, you, you recommended everything to me, yeah, then that recommendation would carry less and less weight. And and you know what? You don't have to watch AP. I think you should watch AP Bio because it's kind of. I mean, no, I don't think Is you it on should. Hulu or something? I don't think you should where, watch where it. I, I, it. I think you're right. I think you should find it. And if you like it, you like it. Whatever. I think it's on Hulu. Um, but Orville, something about Orville, I think that ties into everything that we've said about revealing the human condition and just like that's the shit I like. Yeah, and I know that. So when I started watching Orville, I immediately knew that Luke has to watch this. Here, here's a way to he think to. of it. I like shows like if 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 a great story is showing the human condition type level. Let's call that the forest. Sure. A lot of shows are just a forest, and then when you zoom into the forest, you're like, where are all the trees? It's just like the shape of a forest. Yeah. But yeah. the Oroville is something that when you zoom into it, you see the trees, and you can feel the forest. So you see the Yeah, it maintains picture. that larger uh, structure. You re- sure. And, and, and what's yeah. cool is you realize that 400 years from now, when they have colonized the entire galaxy... You know, the UN that we have now is more like the galaxy UN. Yeah, sure. That kind of vibe. That even then, the same basic struggle of what it means to be a human, relationship problems, career problems, finding meaning in life, accepting death, like these are all still part of of the game. Except none of that will be because it will be the the Kalons that rule. Right. So (laughs) in, in most versions, the robot... Yeah, this is the ver- people that we make take over. Yeah, this is the version where humans just kind of uh, Orville is the version where humans kind of maintain their autonomy, and AI didn't take over. And how many other versions exist where the robots clearly took over right away and won? The Kalons. Yeah. Spoiler alert. All right. Uh, <laughs> we did not give a spoiler alert at the beginning of this episode. We'll do it in the intro. We'll do it in post. Yeah. We should also yeah. say. Um, like I imagined at the beginning, like, hey, how can we walk that line where like people who don't know the show can still listen? There's no way for that when you're talking about a show. No, because a great show. Well, if you're really drunk, has universe you might building, just hit this you know? and be like, all right, whatever. You know. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, hope. I tried to, I tried, I tried to like describe things so that it, even if you don't know the show, at the very least, when you finish listening to this, you might be convinced to to watch the show. I think, I think if you if you haven't seen the show and. You're at all like you say interested in these themes or topics that we've talked about. It 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 is a good show to get you thinking. It really is. It got me thinking, and let me put it this way: it's the type of show that I didn't recommend to everyone I know. 
I agree with that. Yes. Well, like we were saying, I recommended it to you. Most people I know, I didn't recommend it to. Yeah. Because I feel like it, it might like my girlfriend did not like it and did not connect with it. How much did she watch? She's never seen or heard of Star Trek. Yeah, that, I, that, that's a that, good point. Yeah, if, you don't have to know that universe in detail, but you have to know it exists. I think. Well, it might like just the be the concept more, of sci-fi, and yeah, and, it might just be more confusing because that that's American sci-fi too. Where yeah. it, it's very, but there's a certain vibe of like how the humor is supposed to fit in. Yeah, yet it's still pretty serious. Yeah, and the whole concept of we're so far in the future. We can just literally generate drinks in a matter generator. Yeah, it's also yet an we still English have jealousy and that's not our first language. And hatred and yeah. all of the, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Also English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. So give me one explanation on the language thing in the Orville. What like, do you mean? Oh, how, they they have earfish like in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the when Galaxy. When did they say that? I assume they did at some point. It might just be assumed, like you're saying. That that's just a because they don't they don't address things in sci-fi. You, that's a funny point that you mentioned, and I think is because they're all different aliens on, well, on board. Well, I think as we advance more scientifically, some of these things that you would have had to have explained at some point in certain contexts just aren't like they never mentioned in, in older movies and shows. They would mention, oh, the gravity drive is is you know about to destabilize. Yeah. Like we'll lose our gravity doesn't never comes up in the Orville that the like gravity how the ship has gravity yeah. it's just kind of if the ship is on i mean they have a simulator so you have to just assume well, their even, technology even is when crazy. they go into no power and the ship's like a fraction they away from being gravity. Destroyed, they still have gravity it's just the if you're going to build a ship it will maybe it's made out of gravity metal it's like building a boat and you say oh we've lost it the floats. we've lost the wood yeah. and you're like well that's the ship so if yeah. the wood is gone then there is it's, no ship it's, it's so far in the future that you can't really connect that, it, yeah. that's why it was so funny that they couldn't really connect with the iPhone they were looking oh, yeah. at this thing being like yeah. an iPhone yeah how do we turn it on like what and then remember when they um they were like oh like the battery's dead but let's see if we can power it up and then they did whatever with it electronically and yeah. then the engineering guy's like, all right, I, I I put some power into it. It should be good to run for another three million years. <laughs> and it's yeah. like somehow they like put enough juice into the iPhone battery from 2015 <laughs> that it could run for three million years. Yeah, that's not how iPhone batteries That work. just shows you the like the technology that that they're dealing with. Like when basically like I have a phone that has Siri on it, right? And so I can say like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like play music. Hey, yeah. what's the weather tomorrow? Hey, set a timer for eight minutes so that I know when my hard boiled eggs are done. You know that kind of shit. That's what <laughs> Siri can do. They literally go, you know, hey simulator, can you uh, make a simulation with based off of the uh, person in this cell phone? And yeah. it just builds a whole world for yeah. you. Like right. that's the level of their simulator Siri. <sighs> I'm not ready for. We need to do a simulation episode. If next. you had, if you had to choose, you have that in your house or you don't, knowing that there's a strong possibility it'll fuck with you in other words yeah no the answer is definitely simulator you would have it absolutely you would But on any given night you could go out into the town yeah no i would go have a beer and interact with people yeah i would never but you also know that you could go out into the town right in your house yeah i would never leave my house again absolutely why why would i so i guess the question is does it bother you no the idea that (laughs) the simulator people aren't real 
No. Do you need them to be real? Because how do I know that? Do you need them to feel real? How do I know that these people? It does feel real. The simulator. I know. How do I know that? But you know, it's a simulation. But I, I don't know. This is a simulation. But that's my point. I know that that's a simulation. I don't know that this is that whether or not this is a simulation. Are you okay living in the? I know it's a simulation world. I think I'm more okay than than living in the world. Would you feel like a weird murderous god that can always go and simulation? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, that's awesome. I I finally have when you lose the game and you're in jail. Yeah. Or you're about to be tortured or something. Yeah. And you go, and simulation. And simulation. Or reload from point whatever. That was one of Boris's yeah. pornos. He's like a prisoner in like, oh, the yeah. dungeon. Yeah. In the sex dungeon. Yeah, the sex dungeon. <laughs> oh, so you want to be released. <laughs> what are you willing to do? <laughs> then you will die. Yeah. <laughs> no, I must not die. Then you shall pleasure. That was like. Yeah, it's really weird. He, he had to uh, contact this weird like alien dude in engineering. Whose species is known for like making crazy porn simulations? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. They actually like his speech has to be subtitled. This it's guy. like knowing which like gang to get the best coke from or something. Yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he asks him these like ridiculous questions. Like I forget what, but they were like, he's like, I'll make you the ultimate porno. Yeah, to <laughs> like, help him like get his taste yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I-, I got you, bro. You know. All right. All right. I think that's it. Um, do you want to do a drunk tank? We can do a drunk tank on something. Let's give the people 10 minutes of drunk tank. Yeah. All right. So join us in the drunk tank if you're not already there. Go and, to uh, patreon.com slash thunk tank podcast. Oh, I was supposed to do a shout out. To who? I, I forget. Let's do it next time then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, the music the music in the Orville is by this guy named Bruce Broughton. And when I saw the name, I was Banner. like, wait a second. I know this guy. And it turns out back in like 2011. Luke dated him for a while. No, I played a, a piece of his in a concert in That's San what you Francisco. guys call it now? It was like he he wrote a piece called Concert Shh. Piece for Eight Trumpets. Shh. For Eight Trumpets? It was eight is eight trumpet ensemble piece. And um, not nine. I was playing like trumpet six or something, but the trumpet one part was a fucking nasty part. Really hard. Really? If I remember correctly. But there's a great recording of like a bunch of, of the top New York trumpet players uh playing that. I think it's somewhere. Anyways, you don't care about that because that's a very specific Luke concern. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. <laughs> any any last words, Joe? Da, 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 da. Oh right. Da 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 da. All right. Thanks everyone for listening to the Funk Tank podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you want to help us out, please consider leaving a rating or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, share it with people you think might like it. And if you really want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash thunktankpodcast. We have links to this in in the episode description and other places. And for as little as $1 an episode, you can help us keep the lights on. And you also get access to a very special drunk tank uh, feed of episodes. So... Every few episodes, we'll have a few more beers and record an extra 20 to 30 minutes of extra thunky, silly, uh, whateverness. So there's a separate RSS link you can get from there. And if you put that into a podcast player, you'll get your own separate feed of only the drunk tanks. I think we have about six or seven of them out already and more to come. Thanks for listening and stay funky.